Welcome, everyone, to That Kind of Nerds Podcast, a weekly show that tells you what is going on in the nerdy world. I am CJ Mellon, joined by Josh Burns and Brian Thornton. What up? Hello, fans. You've heard of Alphabet Soup. Now get ready for Time's New Ramen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I want some Time's New Ramen. That sounds delicious. (laughs) What's the the default noodle? What's the soup du jour? (laughs) If this is your first time listening to the show, I highly recommend you go to intro.thatkindonerd.com. Learn a little bit about us and a little bit about the show. Or if you're feeling just a little bit on the wild side, I just re-listened to episode 162, which is titled Confetti in My Ravioli. And if you want to know why it's titled that, I highly recommend you go check it out. So episode 162. What? Confetti in my ravioli. I love how I used to get pissed off that I used to interrupt him. And Why did you steal just... Brian's thunder on that? Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Because I was just listening to the old episode. It was hilarious. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, there's no need to dance around this. We need to talk about the world of comics, see what's affecting TV and movies. But most of all, how is it affecting everybody? Ladies and gentlemen, we need to start off with Cape Talk. Cape Talk. Oh, we're going to make me angry really fast? Listen, I need to start with something right away. And, it, and it's a, a, a correction a retraction. I also want an apology. The Joker trailer was released this week. When we initially uh, heard about this movie, we heard Scorsese is producing, and then Todd Phillips is the director. And then I said, Todd Phillips, the guy in charge of the Hanover, exactly who you want in charge of a Joker movie. And I gotta be honest, after watching this trailer, I owe Todd Phillips an apology. Uh, it looks beautiful. It looks like uh, he actually knows what he wants to do, and he can get a Good performance at a Joaquin Phoenix. So I owe Todd Phillips an apology. I do, however, think the story is bad and I'm not happy about this trailer. But that's not for me to talk about. Brian, I need to hear your opinion right away. You have to hear my opinion first. Oh, yes, sir. No, I I think I, I don't like this. I don't like the concept of doing this movie. And I don't like the fact that in a trailer about a a villain that is just, for lack of a better word, purely psychopathic. I'm supposed to feel something for him. I don't like the fact that I'm supposed to feel sympathy for the Joker. I'm not on board with this movie. And I don't give a shit how close the taxi driver looks. You didn't feel like, uh, you didn't feel sympathy in like the symbiotic relationship between he and Batman. Like when you look at the killing joke, you didn't feel sympathy then. No, really, 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 really. Really? Okay. I find that hard to believe. Like, as, cra- as crazy as he is. I don't think this is, is a character you're supposed to feel sympathetic about. This is a character you're supposed to look at and think of a, he's a monster, Josh. He's a monster with no sympathy. Like, you're not supposed to sympathize I, I'm with not, a monster. I, okay, I and I retracted the sympathy thing. And maybe, like I said, maybe it's empathy. Maybe he's just a crazy fucker. And he's, it's been perpetuated by everything around him. Like... I, I don't know how else to to approach that, but like it look the only my only criticism of this um and two things cautiously optimistic because it is a trailer and the trailer did look amazing um but it's a trailer and uh only real criticism is that it looked like really kind of like artsy and yeah, I'm not and I'm not like a fan of artsy at all. 
it it definitely looks like a character study, right? It, it looks like we're going to obviously dive really deep and we're going to explore different facets. And Brian, I think part of this movie is to make you and very artsy. I think and continuing ready. This is, this is a typical artsy movie right here, Josh, trying to make you feel uncomfortable about what you're feeling about the Joker. Like if you are feeling sympathy for him. Uh, I, no, I think it just looks like the last like you know, six Joaquin Phoenix movies that were made. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, I, and let's say, and to, to your point, CJ, it's not hard to get a, a good performance out of Joaquin Phoenix. The trailer was, was like the trailer cinematically mm-hmm. and like color scheme was like the trailer for um, his movie, Her. Yes. It mm. looked almost identical to that trailer as far as like cinematography, camera angles, Colors, but looks, but looks nothing like the Hanover and other things that we've seen from Todd. Well, Phillips. I know, but I, again, I'm not, I'm not over here like evaluating Todd Phillips' prowess as a director because I haven't seen anything. Like it's look, it's a really well made trailer, but it's super friggin' artsy, um, as Joaquin Phoenix tends to be. Like I just, I, I, I think I like him as the Joker. What I hope is that it, 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 it inspires. 10 other people to do Joker origins. So that's that's kind of a sentiment that was echoed to us, Josh. A friend of the show, Austin Winchester, had taught, had tagged us on uh, Twitter. He said, Joaquin Phoenix is the perfect... Uh, is Okay. Joaquin Phoenix is the perfect cast for this role. I just really hope they don't make this origin feel set in stone. I hope that this feels as if the Joker is telling a story at the end and we're left with ambiguity. Feeling as if he could have been lying the entire time. And at that point, give me a string of Joker origin movies, each one crazier than the last. Is it is it is it too soon to hope that one of those uh, Joker origin movies is uh, is just a a weekend at Bernie's thing with Heath Ledger? Oh, because wow. I'd be I'd be down for that. Ow. I don't know about that. Oh, we get it. We you can't see this listener, but Josh is moving his arms like he's a, a marionette puppet. Up and down, left and right, left and right. Yeah, we got the we got the concept. I'm Blah. just checking. I just want to make sure you, no, you I, understood I the that. visual that I'm. Listen, no, I mean, really, uh, it it really should be a weekend at Bernie's two thing because then he can move on his own <laughs> when voodoo music is playing. <laughs> uh, listen, uh, obviously, it, it, the trailer is is giving us some feelings. We we can't obviously say mostly anything. rage. Yes, we we can't, obviously can't make it a, a, a decision. Brian, Brian posted this. when we first discussed this. Didn't Brian post like three like can, like simultaneous or or one after the other gifts of like a teddy bear punching a rabbit? <laughs> he, yeah, he did. Yeah, that's how I felt. Yeah, Here, <laughs> this is the this is the thing that makes you want to punch infants. Yes. Here's the thing: we had uh, Brian and I were, were talking about this trailer. And we brought up the uh, Brightburn kind of as an example of maybe a different way that that this could be approached, right? Where Brightburn is clearly alluding to a Superman story without saying the word Superman, Kent, Smallville. It, it's doing everything to say it's Superman, wink, wink, uh, without actually being overt about it. And, it's like a bizarro story. Right. I would be okay if this is a – and this is kind of what DC is doing right now of these – Separate stories not connected to the larger DCEU, which I hope this one isn't. Uh, kind of doing these Elseworld what if stories. I'm fine with them going in that in that path. I gr- I agree though with Austin that please don't make this origin set in stone. I'm not asking for a Joker movie every year. I, I'm not that. I'm not going that far, Austin. But but don't let this be the the story. So I, I mean I, I'm conflicted. I, I obviously we're going to see it because comic book movie and. We, that's what we do, uh, but I, I I really am just kind of afraid of the the 
of what this sets, right? Uh, of, of what could come because of this. As long as it's good and as long as it's balanced, fine, DC. Do do your thing. But if this misfires, this is gonna this may have a big ripple effect. I'm 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 worried about that. I'm worried that I'm gonna watch the movie and then go punch infants. <laughs> Don't be punching infants. Keep your children away from me. When the when does this come out? October fourth. October fourth. Yeah. Put on. Oh a my happy god, face. that is the like that's the week of my wedding. Yeah, I'm go. not gonna be able to see that. Ten four, yeah. good buddy. Well, let's talk about some news that we uh, that we were actually very very excited about. Avengers Endgame tickets went on sale, and they have topped the Force Awakens first day pre sales. It took down Fandango and AMC for hours. It took my wife like three hours to get our movie tickets for for Thursday and for Saturday. Uh, I think as it sits, Josh has tickets. Brian doesn't. Uh, this was crazy, guys. This this pre-sale was insane. Nah, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Just I'll be gonna, fine. Yeah, I'll be fine. Yeah. There are people selling their tickets online for $100, $1,000. If you buy a ticket from a scalper for $1,000 for a movie, you're an idiot. And that's coming from me. A premiere? Sure. Like, hey, you're going to the premiere? Absolutely. But like, hey, this is my AM fee, and you can come hit in my key. They can seriously <laughs> like they can open more theaters, and they probably will. So you're fine. I I'm also making a bold prediction. So mark mark the calendar. CJ's gonna say something crazy. But oh uh, yeah, here we go. Let's I'm looking at the way that this is tracking right with presale tickets. This is the biggest presale ever. It's opening in every single market on the exact same weekend. I mean, China, the whole nine yards. I am going to uh, I'm going to say a crazy statement, and I'm ready for it. Avengers Endgame is going to break a billion opening weekend, and that of course is Thursday to whatever. You know, till, I don't Thursday to, to Monday. Wasn't the last one like eight hundred sixty some thousand? Yeah, it was really it was close. Eight hundred sixty million ish is what I meant. Yeah, eight hundred. The last million. one, yeah. um, opening weekend. Yeah, mm, wasn't it? No, 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 no. I don't think it was. Yeah, opening weekend was two hundred fifty-seven million. Well, then CJ's out of his mind. Lifetime gross of Avengers: Infinity War was six hundred seventy-eight million eight hundred fifteen thousand four hundred eighty-two. D- wait, domestic? No, yeah, this is domestic. Box office Mojo does. Well, I'm saying worldwide though. Black Panther was bigger than was was bigger than Infinity War. Not domestically, no. Yeah, domestic was seven hundred million. Oh yeah, but you know what? It also was in the theater for a year. Yeah, you're right. It was. It was. I had it on iTunes, and it was still in the theater. It had many, many more months. So uh, listen, I'm just saying, you're out of your mind. A billion dollars, you're out of your mind. It was the biggest opening weekend of all time. It didn't open in all markets simultaneously. It's doing that this time. I'm telling you, I think it's going to happen. It's it's going to happen. It's four X. They don't open with 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 China and everything else, and this movie's huge in China as well. It's the first time it's opening all over the place. It's fine. If I'm wrong, that's fine. I'll be. I'll admit I'm wrong on this one. I'm growing as a person, and I will now admit when I'm wrong about things, like I did with Todd Phillips, and now I, as I will with Avengers Endgame if if it doesn't break a billion. Well, I mean, Avengers was released in like what four thousand someone. Uh, hang on, four thousand four hundred and seventy four theaters. Yeah, Black Panther was four thousand theaters. So like, are we are we really talking about more theaters than four thousand four hundred seventy four? Probably not. I think that is all the theaters. That's all the theaters. So if if you're saying for for those CJ for for that release the the theaters were averaging what Brian fifty two k fifty four k per theater uh fifty seven thousand five hundred ninety nine okay. I wasn't that far off fifty fifty we'll call it we'll call it like sixty k just to round up 
you're saying, CJ, that every one of these theaters is going to do a quarter million dollars on opening weekend? Uh, listen, I, I don't know how the, the math works. This is my statement. I, whatever. Take I the have, number and multiply it by four. No, no, you're applying facts to this. This is emotional. Let's let this be. <laughs> I don't facts to back this up. What am I? I'm just saying, if you're gonna if you're gonna make like a bold ass statement, cool. Now, now, hang on. I got I've got new facts and numbers. Okay, so I said two hundred fifty seven million six hundred ninety eight thousand one hundred eighty three domestic, right? Yeah. CJ, are you saying it's gonna break a billion worldwide? Yeah, I'm saying worldwide because it's opening worldwide. Yes. Avengers: Infinity War worldwide made and is currently the record holder for opening weekend made six hundred and forty million. 521,291. 1.5x. That's way more doable than four. Uh, well, for sure. But I'm, I, uh, you're saying 50% more people are going to go see this movie. Yes. 50% more. Sure. Yes. 50% more people. More double, sh- more people like me buying two tickets. Yes. For the same weekend. More people seeing it twice. Uh, I wanted to take a moment to acknowledge something we haven't talked about on the show, but I definitely wanted to give it some uh, attention. Uh, and that is the Netflix original show, Umbrella Academy. So, uh, Umbrella Academy on Netflix has been renewed for a second season. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Uh, and, uh, I just really wanted to talk real quick about the, the season one because Josh, I don't believe you finished it. And I think you were actually kind of struggling to kind of get ah, through it. So slow. It's such a slow burn. Uh, uh um, I didn't find it to be that. Slow. I didn't find oh, it to be that slow. So at all. slow. So slow. I'll say this, no spoilers. I, I really liked the way that they were telling the story. I wasn't sure 100% where things were going. Uh, there it, it, there are moments where it's it's pretty obvious that something is going to happen, and you, you kind of catch on pretty quickly. I want to note one thing, though. My favorite thing about this series was the way that they kind of do the, the title card. It's always with an umbrella, and they come up with the most creative ways to show that the title Umbrella Academy on, on, on screen. Uh, just immensely clever and the soundtrack josh the soundtrack is so good uh that i i've put it on my playlist it's on heavy rotation oh. uh really really solid soundtrack so i i'm very happy to see season two season one has a lot of questions that it needs to answer and uh i cannot recommend it uh enough you should definitely watch umbrella academy uh brian you love the you like the the series too from my understanding yeah you stole my review for it asshole sorry what was your favorite umbrella? What was your favorite umbrella? Oh man, I don't remember. Um, the cereal bowl one was really good. The one that's sticking out of my brain right now. You know which one I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. Yeah, where it spells it out. Mine is the one where they're sitting in the in the living room and the umbrella falls off the stand and uh, Klaus goes ah, and then it pops open and it says Umbrella Academy on it. Oh, it's so good. Anyway, fantastic, really good. Highly recommend it. I stole Brian's review, so sorry that I'm just echoing what he would have said. Uh, so let's do this. Let's uh, get out of the world of comics. Let's turn our attention to the world of TV and movies in a segment that we call Screen to Stream. This segment desperately needs a theme song or a jingle of some sort. You know, need to figure that out. Uh, I want to follow up with uh, something that we had talked about a few weeks ago. We were talking about how Steven Spielberg allegedly came out and was uh, kind of ranting against Netflix movies being nominated for Oscars, saying that once you commit to a television format, you're a TV movie. 
uh, and kind of talking, you know, talking shit on, uh, you know, those streaming services. Who says Netflix is a television format? Uh, Steven Spielberg, but he apparently he's okay with Apple TV. That that's different. You, he'll they'll take all that money for that streaming service. Well, none of those things are being nominated for Oscars yet, right? And also, uh, Steven Spielberg has denied that comment, said he never said that. But I guess that's that sweet Apple money talking. But I do want to bring this up, right? The, the and this is awkward, so just let this happen. The the Department of Justice reportedly warned the Academy that changing the rules to exclude streaming services could bring an antitrust uh, case against them. In English, that really means, listen, the Academy, you control what gets nominated for Oscars. And if you exclude certain things from that, you can actually hurt the earning potential of that company for that movie. And since you're in control of this, stop that shit. Allow these streaming services to be nominated for movies. Like, that's crazy. I I would love them to be nominated for movies. Nominated for awards. Thank you. When we talked about this a couple weeks ago. My stance was, unless it's a box office release, it shouldn't be included. But now that Steven Spielberg opened his mouth, uh, I, I'm i changing my stance completely. I say, fuck him, fuck all them, and who cares? These awards are stupid. I'm just saying, I'm just wondering, you know, how's it feel being, you know, stuck in the laundry? you getting a little wishy-washy there. Oh. Oh. No, 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 I'm, I'm, deli- <laughs> oh, I'm, no. I'm deliberately changing my position. Yeah, no, no, no. Oh, man. oh yeah, I'm sorry. Did your neck hurt with the whiplash you just took in, doing in, that one? In, in defiant opposition to this bullshit. Can I have a? I have a question. What do you have against Spielberg? Or is it the statement that he said? Yeah, it's the statement. It's the statement, and and I also don't like him. So there's that. But like, I like I'm a. I don't like award shows to begin with, and the fact that I have to be bothered with this shit on a Friday night kind of pissing me off. <laughs> and then Steven Spielberg piling on when he's signing on to a streaming network anyway like nope nope the now 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 i hope every everybody gets to get nominated for everything we could be nominated that's incredible my youtube videos could actually get get some academy awards look hbo does original films right yeah. but but they go to the emmys they don't go to the oscars and it's no longer a tv format it really never was it was it was it was, it was a, the a, home box office right so like I'm I'm over here going, all right, well, if you're going to be a dick about it, <laughs> great. I mean, he opened a door, and apparently the DOJ walked through it. Government's I just, coming for you. It's, I, I, you know, shut down the awards. Who cares? Yeah, Brian, we had talked uh, about how the Oscars really used to be like our Super Bowl. We were always excited for it, and how in recent years it's just become not what we like anymore. It's not really it's even a good barometer for what good movies are. Yeah, it's all dumb and political. So, I mean, does this matter to you? Do you I mean... Do you really care that streaming services get their opportunity to get nominated for these How awards? How many movies that won did you see, Brian, this year? That won or were nominated? That won. I got to pull up. I don't even remember what like, won Best Picture. Like a, Green like Book? A, I didn't really Green Book. I saw oh. Green Book. I didn't, yeah, but no, not, I didn't not, waste my time on Green Book. But not until it came out on iTunes. And that's kind of where they're they're coming in saying, hey, you know, when the theme, these awards get nominated, people then go out and go buy them and yeah, people watch them because they got nominated. That's right. that's the thing, and that's that's their point. And I thought I made my 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 stance on this pretty clear last time we talked about it. That I thought that they should be nominated because it's a movie. It's a movie. Right. Um, honestly, I mean, I I didn't see Green. I've seen Bohemian Rhapsody. I saw Into the Spider Verse, okay. and right bigger words. That's it. Yeah. Right, two of the of the big eight yeah. categories. 
Yeah. Well, I, I told you this is not my no, this is not I, my Super Bowl anymore. What, what I'm saying is it, it's meaningless. It's meaningless. Right. That's all. Mm-hmm. All right. Then. Just wanted to follow up. Just story was developing. Figured I would uh, share it. I'm curious to hear what you listener. What, what do you think about this? What do you think about the fact that, you know, they're coming in and saying, hey, like st- stopping dicks and Spielberg shut, shut your mouth a little bit. All right. I uh, want to talk a little bit about the CinemaCon was uh, this week, last week. Yeah, whatever. Uh, CinemaCon just happened. And if you don't know what CinemaCon is, great. I had to learn about it as well. So let's do this together. Uh, it is a, obviously a convention for movie studios to come in and talk about what they're going on about and, and what's coming out. It's for all the movie theater chains to get together and buy popcorn machines. It's basically like E3 or CES for the movie industry. And Disney came out and decided to give their studio release schedule. And uh, there was one thing on this that I was actually really surprised to see because we had talked about it not too long ago was I see New Mutants on their list of things that are coming out in 2019. Yeah, I got pushed back to August, didn't it? It did. But then Maisie Williams was like, I, who, who the fuck knows when it's coming out? I don't know. Who knows? And, hey, there it is. Uh, They're doing another Maleficent? Yes, because apparently they hate us. Josh, I learned something very early on from you, and it was through your sarcasm, but it, it, it broke my broke my brain and the glass shattering thing that that really kind of made me upset when we were talking about disney be pumping out sequels and i was like oh yeah you're right they're not known for that you're like no you idiot i was being sarcastic they pump out sequels all the time for shit you don't care about and it unfortunately shattered my glass now i have to be honest having that glass on shattered tablets at least 28 really kind of messed me up but um uh, yeah they're just gonna pump out sequels for things but uh i'm only seeing two marvel things on the on the board right now uh, who knows if that's going to change? Uh, and plus Dark Phoenix. Uh, yeah, that's not a, that's not a Marvel Studios. That's what I mean. Marvel things. I mean Marvel okay. Studios. All right, all right, fair enough. Uh, but yeah, just kind of really interesting. So I didn't know if there was anything on the board that's on there, and the link is in the and show another notes. Another Call of the Wild. Yes. Why is this necessary? I don't know. And also, Spies in Disguise <laughs> is still coming out. Ugh. It's it's a movie with Tom Holland and uh, Will Smith. Where Will Smith is turned into a pigeon. Uh, say no more, fam. <laughs> okay. Did you just say say no more, fam? That's right. All right. Uh, but they also uh, gave us some really interesting news that Disney promises that we will have new Alien, Planet of the Apes, and Kingsman movies. Those franchises that they got from 20th Century Fox are not dead. Uh, we will be getting more of them. And I'd say, yay, more Kingsman. Give me more. Kingsman's going to be a prequel. That's fine. I don't care. Keep, keep keep it coming. I don't really care about Planet of the Apes movies. Those have not been. I have not enjoyed them. Oh, I, I love the them so much. Yeah, I know I'm in there. And, They're uh, great. And uh, I'm going to say unpopular opinion, but whatever. Uh, I'm done with Alien. All right. Alien Covenant and everything else and is really kind of kind of killed uh, I mean, the franchise. Yeah. The, all those all sucked. But like and like Prometheus sucked. Yep. Um, But like if they get back to alien aliens like those were great movies maybe we just let those kids do more alien plays that'd be that'd be kind of fun the, so in this like this whole uh, the, the prequel we, i gotta get back to the kingsman prequel because i just don't think it's a good idea it's just another way to get colin firth in another movie <laughs> another kingsman movie how i mean how but how could it be colin firth really i mean you'd have to like de-age him by 20 some years yeah if only there was one studio who just did that for a whole movie it depends on how far in the past it is what it would have to be before eggsy's father died it would have to be during his training which would be like why does it have to be during that 
It takes time. That's what it would be. No, it doesn't have to be there. Could You're be two, saying it's be between the time that the, the kid's father died and 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 then like you yeah. know sometime in that in that 18 years. Yeah, all could right. be. Well, then you, you then you could use yeah. Then you could just heavily make up Colin Firth and he'd be all right. I, all right, all right. I'm I'm back on I'm back on track, Brian. You've got me back on track. <laughs> all right, you're welcome. Way to go, uh, Brian. What do you think though about hearing those, those promises? Do you think uh, that they're worthwhile keeping or whatever? I'm always down for a new Alien movie. So just really, you know. even now, CJ just shit all over Planet of the Apes. By the way, yeah, I'm not. I just it's not for me. I just I don't get I don't get the. I, I love the new movies. I, I love them. I love the Planet of the Apes series in general. Um, I think the new movies did did a nice cohesive story so i i can wait for a new play of the apes but i need a new alien like i need a better alien alien covenant was eh, prometheus was bleh. that's exactly i said the exact same thing <laughs> yep. and alien versus predators were both awful i need a new predator because the last the predator was Whoa. so awful like yeah, if I they give me a new alien they give me a new predator I, i'm down but not like but not like uh i don't want them to like reinvent the wheel. I want them to go back, yeah, to what it used to be and yeah. do it that way. That's exactly reboot what I want. The reboot. reboot. I don't need the reboot. reboot. I, 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 I do a soft reboot. Aliens three through forever didn't happen. <laughs> All right. Just give me, give me, give me an alternate timeline where Newt survives, and do just do a new alien movie. There you go. Problem solved. They Hollywood, hire Brian Thornton. With some bull crap. Hollywood, hire Brian Thornton. <sighs> I'm is an idea hard? man. Is that just, hard? I can't write, but I, I can give you ideas. Just, just keep me in a room. All right, this next topic was a, a fan suggestion. I had come across this movie, threw it into our group chat, and 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 I'm I'm going to read this verbatim. Friend of the show, uh, Arod Chambers, said, I hope this is uh, on your radar, and if not, you boys need to put it there. And he sent a link to the movie The Dead Don't Die. Uh, so I sent it out to our group chat and said, hey, guys, we were told to look into this movie to which Josh replies, uh, zombies are dumb. So I shared that with him and he goes, fantastic. I would expect nothing less from Josh. So, Josh, your uh, respect for hating zombies is appreciated by our fans. Uh, listen, I want to uh, if you haven't seen this trailer and you would like to go ahead and check it out. Uh, it's a f- quirky cast, right? You it's know, funny. It's a funny trailer. F- funny trailer. Adam Driver, Bill Murray, really kind of driving the the boat for this movie of a small town that's infested with zombies. There's some humor in there. I I will probably never see this movie. It looks like I would enjoy it, but it's never going to be in a theater when I'm ready to be in the theater. And it's going to be on like Netflix or HBO, and I'll be like three months later. Oh, I should watch that, and then never do. It does look enjoyable. Um, I, I mean, seriously, the, the, I watched the trailer. The trailer was was very funny. It was very good, uh, well made. Um, but like, I haven't seen Shaun of the Dead. You know what I mean? Like God, that hurts. Well, uh, just zombies are dumb. It's I'm, not as good as everybody th- says it is. Anyway, I, I disagree. I think it's probably just as good, if not better, than everybody thinks. It's good. I enjoy it, but I, people just. I'm biased uh, because of Edgar Wright, so I acknowledge my. I'm just, I enjoy I've, Edgar Wright. I haven't seen it, and and I I know I should have, but zombies are dumb. Uh, so listen, I, I want to say thank you for sending us the trailer. Please send us fun things when you find them. Uh, I I am interested. I mean, if the stars align and I happen to see it, or there's nothing else out that month, like I'll I'll be there for it. Like it sounds cool. I would recommend you watch the trailer. It's in our show notes. Go check it out. And if you think that we're dead wrong about this, and that this is something that we need to go see. Tell us in the comments or uh, send us a tweet or something. 
tell us that we're wrong and we'll we'll definitely have to probably give this a, a second look. I do want to talk a little bit more about some HBO content because uh, they released an extended trailer for their miniseries Chernobyl. And uh, Josh, I know at first you were kind of resistant to this, but then you watched the trailer. What were your thoughts after you kind of saw the trailer for this? I mean, the cast is really good. And, and my thoughts were, I hate that I might have to watch this because this is not a subject that I, I really care about watching. Um, but the cast is so good. I might have to. So if, when, when you saw that, you said the cast is really good. Who are like some of the highlights for you that you're like, yeah, damn it. I may have to watch this. Unfortunately, I only know the actors by characters that they played, like Lane from. Exactly yeah, right. Yeah. Right. So that like that's and that's where I'm at, too. So um, Jared Harris, who, you know, from Mad Men and from, as Moriarty from from Sherlock Holmes, uh, among other characters, obviously, Stellan Skarsgård, Emily Watson, like it, it's. There's a ridiculous there's a ridiculous cast in here. Yeah, it's actually a really strong cast. And it's only a few episodes, four episodes. Uh, episode guide, five episodes. All right, so it's only five episodes, so it's not like it's gonna suck in all your time. Uh Brian, did you watch this trailer for this? Looks like a freaking horror movie. Yeah, it, it definitely has a way darker tone than a lot than a lot of stuff that we've seen. A heart like a thriller, maybe, right? No, I'm expecting zombies to come out of Chernobyl now. Oh, aren't we I'm, all though well i don't think so plus yeah, you don't think so because you zombies, think are, zombies dumb. are dumb right yeah zombies are they well they are they're dumb well they are you're right they're very unintelligent right, right. they're dumb zombies so are zombies dumb. are awesome no zombies are, are just awesome. dumb uh so is this going to go on the watch list what do we think is, is this something that i mean it's going to go on the list of things for brian to watch so he'll never watch it but josh i know you can kick out a miniseries yeah, I mean, I'll probably give it. I'll probably give it a go. Uh, I don't. I don't know that this is something I'll finish, um, but I'll, I'll definitely start it and see what I think. Just because I feel like I owe the cast. That. <laughs> I've seen you in a lot of stuff. I feel like I, I owe you for this. You've, you've contributed so much joy to, to my me. life. Yeah, right. I love Mad Men. Hey, I loved you in Thor. So I mean, I guess I'll. I guess I owe you this. I showed it to to my wife. She goes, "I want to watch this. It looks great." But for me, I also forgot that I really wanted to watch Fahrenheit 451 with with Michael B. Jordan and HBO. And I haven't done that yet, so I should really get around to doing that. So we'll see. It's maybe on maybe on my list of things that I watch. Oh, I'm never going to watch that. Well, now it is my favorite time of the day. It's time for my favorite hobby, where I go around the internet. I find the weird things. I find the obscure things. And I ask these two yahoos for a tech perspective. Hey, remember when a couple weeks ago I said that MySpace... <laughs> see, this is what you have to do when you want to get on a MySpace. <laughs> yep, and then and then you take perspective. Yeah, it's better than you've got mail. I'll tell you that much. Uh, there are a few you've weeks ago got mail. when I said that MySpace lost all of your songs from like 2000 to 2000. Remember when that happened? And we all were like, "Who big? Who cares?" Guess mm-hmm. what? Hundreds of thousands of those lost MySpace songs have been recovered. But when you look at the math, it's less than one percent. So uh, it's the Internet Archive that is actually was able to to serve the, uh, to save this. And if you haven't ever checked out the Internet Archive, that's a rabbit hole that will just make you fall down the afternoon. If you want to get a little teaser, go check out the official Space Jam website, not the reboot, the current Space Jam website. It's basically the 1990s. They haven't changed it. Yeah. It's it's why would you stayed that way forever? And even the Captain Marvel website. Listen, had that. Listen, go ahead. 
you can't knock on the Space Jam website. All they want you to do is go there. No, no don't, don't do and it. And just don't. come on and slam. <sighs> and they want to welcome you to the jam. Well, how, why did we start talking about Space Jam? He decided to bring up the Space Jam website. I I'm just up saying. the Internet Archive, which archives the If internet. you want to <laughs> get up, yeah. it's time to slam now. I can't believe this. We got a real jam going down. There's no need for this at all. We don't Welcome need to the Space Jam website. Okay. <laughs> your chance. Do your dance on the Space Jam website. But don't dance on your computer. That would be a very bad thing. <laughs> so this... This thing recovered songs between 2008 and 2010, but the the loss occurred from 03 to 2015. Right. So <laughs> it caught some. Some's been in caught, Yeah, but look, by by 2008, you weren't using Oh no. MySpace no, you were not anymore. using MySpace 2008. No way. Uh-huh. Right. You were on Facebook at right. that point, right? Or unless like, you were you know, banned. Unless you were banned and your 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 music was on there. Right. Tom there was no, was no longer your friend. <laughs> Tom is still always your friend. Tom is still my friend. I invited him to my wedding. He actually didn't RSVP. Kind of a jerk about it. So he, his plate <laughs> was sitting there. But I guess, I guess that's what you I do. want a documentary about Tom just called My Top 8. <laughs> but really, My Top 7. Because Tom is always in the top eight. Uh, so listen, if, if you haven't, you just want to see what the internet looked like in the in the 90s, early 2000s. Go check out the Internet Archive machine. You can even see our old website from when we first launched that kind of nerve. It's been archived. Uh, just just weird stuff there. And if you again, you were, you know, you made the the the, the band with your brother in the garage and you put the music on the MySpace and the, the pops, you can go check it out there. Just just again, more follow up. Uh, all right. Listen, as is the trend, if you made a console at any point in, in, in your company's existence, it's time to release a mini version of it, yo! Sega Genesis Mini is releasing September with 40 games, including Sonic the Hedgehog. And when I sent this to Josh, he was not impressed. I, I think we should read the conversation that uh, so everyone can see how unenthused Josh was. I just... I just said that not one of these games interests me. I didn't, I don't, I'm not saying it's a bad idea. I just, of the games they published. Which is a not, fraction of them. Right. Uh, CJ, I like, I'm not trying to be a dick about it. They published 10 games of, of the 40, so tw- 25% of the games. Uh, n- not one of those, r- like, makes me want to buy this thing. But there was a game, Brian, that you said this one game alone would be worth buying the console. I did. I, I got very excited over this one game. Was it Toe Jam and Earl? No, it was not Toe Jam and Earl. Funny guy. It was, was it the Mean Bean Machine? It was uh, It was Comic Zone. <laughs> you see what he's doing? He's reading the games that nobody cares about. <laughs> I, I see, I see. What happens in the Comics Zone with, with an X? It was such an amazing game. It was a side-scroller beat-em-up. It was laid out in comic book panels. Like, you were, like bad dudes? Because the whole concept was... A comic book artist got sucked into his comic book by the villain he created, and then you were trying to fight your way out, and it was a lot of fun, and I don't own it, and so I'm going to buy the system. Was it better than Double Dragon? Yes. No. What? Hands down better than Double Dragon. No. Was it better than Ninja Gaiden? Yes. Was it better than Maximum Carnage? Shut up. Was it better than Contra? Yes, it was better than Contra. I don't it's believe a, it's any about of the on, things you're saying right it's now. It's about on even footing with Maximum Carnage. It's a very similar type of game to Maximum Carnage, CJ. Bad dudes. Better than bad dudes. Bad dudes? I, I don't think I've ever played bad dudes. Uh, what's wrong with you? 
I was young and didn't have my own money to buy video games. I was an NES game. That was like, I mean, everybody played Bad Dude. Okay, I was young and didn't have any money. Oh my to god, buy my I did have Bad games. Dudes. Wait a minute, I right. just remembered that Bad Dudes in SWAT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was Hang a great on. game. I got a. What's you said it was an NES game. Holy crap, yeah, Josh! Dude. You just made me like. I'm in my grandparents' bedroom right now. My yeah, brother's yeah, and I are no. playing it. Oh, my God. No, never played it. And Comic Zone was hands down better than Bad So you're dudes. telling me Ugh. this Comic Zone is the reason why. You, how much is Comic Zone? If you wanted to buy Comic Zone right now, because I know you have a working Sega Genesis. I do. If you had to buy Comic Zone right now, what are you talking about? $242. What? On eBay. Yeah. Like for brand. What about for like, uh, I was in my garage and um, let me. Oh, I could it? probably get it for like 30 bucks for, you know, it was in my garage. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm not talking pristine in the box. Like, who? come on. Unlike the other mini consoles, it looks like this one is coming with uh, two controllers instead of just one. Uh, Walmart has already taken some pre-orders for it. So, I mean, it's apparently, oh, they're already. Yeah, they're already pre-ordering. Oh, that's interesting. $21, Brian, if you want to get like a, I don't know how reliably it'll play. Yeah, I mean, I'll get it, but I mean, for $20 more or no, this $25 more dollars, I can get this mini. Console's 80 Okay, so I gotta see what the other, what, 40 games on it are? Here's the thing, man. $80 for this? Uh... Yeah, that seems like a lot. I mean, especially the, like, I, when I consider that. I spent, that, what, 60 and 70 on the NES and SNES minis? The SNES was 60. Right. And it's, I mean, I, I'll take Super Nintendo over Genesis and, yeah, every and, goddamn and day. day of the year. And you can, by the way, just so you're all clear, you can still buy the Sony uh, PlayStation Classic for $39. Uh, $39. Nobody wants to buy that thing. Because it's I mean, it's for awful. 39 I might. Just to say I have minis of everything. My brother-in-law, like, side-loaded a ton of games on my SNES. Yeah, it's 40 bucks on Amazon right now. I may I may get this. What's $40? The PlayStation? Yeah. Don't waste your money on that. Uh, You're going to hate it. Don't, don't I do need that. Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo. He <laughs> <laughs> uh, does the callback. All right. Uh, listen, speaking that, since we're just talking about impulse buys, I do want to talk a little bit about something that we uh, we did last week. We brought up a, a, a product uh, called what was it? What, what's the name? Of it? Was it called Rocket Book? Rocket Book called Rocket Book. Uh, to which Brian said, "I'm buying this right now." Uh, and made the impulse buy. Brian, it, it was uh, delivered to your uh, palatial estate. I got to see it and try it out. You got to try it out. You've been using it though for for a solid week. Mm-hmm. I, I love to get your first impressions of the product. And again, I just also want to remind listeners we're not being paid for this at all. My first impressions are notice. I drew the S that is required in all notebooks to be drawn. The required S. I, I found a notebook uh, from when I was in grade school that had that S. I never it. did that S because I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I couldn't draw it. So I have been using it all week, and I highly, highly enjoy it. What? So what, what? Tell me why. Why? Uh, multiple reasons. Uh, a, it's very easy to use. It's easy to write on. The pen is it's good. It's not like um, it feels like paper, really. Okay, reason two. Reason number two is I haven't like I I haven't had to do this yet, but I was just kind of playing around with it and testing it out. The app is very easy to use. If I need to scan it into uh, a destination, there are one, two, three, four, five, six. There are seven different destinations. So all I need to do is I can do multiple pages. I can fill this entire notebook up and just mark a different destination on each one. 
and I can scan it through this app and it'll automatically go to the pre-decided destination I set up in the app. So I can have one for my work email. I can have one for my iCloud. I can have one set up for my that kind of nerd email, right? I can scan multiple pages at a time and upload them directly. Or in the app, I can um, rotate them and crop them and things like that. But it also turns that page into a searchable document. So I can essentially do control F and type in a word, and it'll find the page that pages that re- uh, contain that word if I'm looking for something specific. So reason uh, Roman numeral three is? It's essentially, I mean, the, the number three would be it's essentially like a portable whiteboard. I, I, just like you said last week. It, it cleans off very easily. It comes with this little microfiber cloth. You just wet the corner of it, wipe it down, and then you grab the other, you dry it off, give it a couple seconds, and it's good to write on again. Um, so, yeah, I'm highly enjoying it. Yes, CJ, I haven't had to actually use the smart aspects of it, but I'm sure I will eventually. Oh, and the pen is erasable. Oh, uh, Josh, last week you expressed some concern about, oh, well, as soon as I write on it, if I close it, it's going to get smudged. Yeah, yeah. I will tell you this. It really takes about 10 seconds to dry. By the time you're done writing your sentence it's or your page, it's pretty much dry. And I've opened, closed this. I've had it in hot cars. I've had it in everything. And it really hasn't smudged. The only times it's smudged is when I ran my hand over it because I'm stupid and it got a little smudgy. Counterpoint. Uh, unless you're left-handed. Like everything in life, everything is more difficult when you're left-handed. Well, you just do what my wife does, and you turn the page 90 yeah, degrees. Like, I, I, but way. I don't – so like every left-handed person has their own way of coping with the fact that the world's not made for us and we have to write differently. Uh, the, the, for me, the spine is, is just – it's too it's too thick compared to the rest of the book that I, I'm, I'm like doing like a hard indent. And Laura writes at 90 degrees. Yeah, I don't, like I don't do Torah. that. I don't write that way. Everyone's I, I want to – I also want to point out that um, – Laura is our only left-handed listener, so don't care. Is she? That's a that's a pretty bold statement. You're pretty that's sure a that bold statement. Out other, out of I'm going to go on record and say that I'm pretty sure Laura is our only left-handed listener. Uh, I got to tell you, statistics would suggest otherwise. Yeah. What's the statistic? What's the statistic of left-handed five percent of Americans? Five percent. Five. Okay, so let, let's say a hundred. We have a hundred listeners. That means. Maybe five of them are left-handed. Well, statistics would suggest that at least five of them. If you're left-handed and I've offended you, <laughs> please email lefthandedness at that kind of nerd no, dot com and call me out. That. Uh, no. Because A, th- CJ th- has th- to make the email. B, I'd love to see how mm-hmm. CJ spells left-handedness. D, come at me, bro. Listen, I'm just saying, it's not, listen, it's not bad. From uh, I've used erasable pens. I've used small notebooks as a left-handed person. It, they're, uh, they're aggravating and annoying. And this did not smear on the side of my hand as badly. Brian saw me use it, so it's it was fine. Uh, I would probably want a bigger notebook. That's my only thing. Is I'd probably get the bigger size to actually kind of get the actual functionality out of it. But I liked it. I, I liked the idea of it as a as a whole. You You guys got to experience this, like, I don't necessarily need to save it to a cloud or something like that. I can do like a text message or anything like that too. And I texted you guys a page that I wrote. So, I mean, it's pretty versatile. I like yeah, it. It was just, it was just doodles of dicks. Why? I, why, it, why penile drawings it? everywhere. <laughs> you deserved it. You're welcome. 
and and nary uh, nary a notebook s anyway but josh uh from my understanding we did we didn't just get our own opinions on this we actually had some listeners uh tell us their experience we, with uh we did we did we had like the the entire uh like cole family chime in uh patreon subscribers megan dunn cole and jim cole so megan says jim has an ipad pro with a pencil and still loves this darn notebook I bought it as a novelty thing back in December for him. It doesn't smudge like a whiteboard, and it's pretty neat, says Megan. Jim, um, my good buddy Jim, he weighs in earlier and says, uh, earlier today, I think, and says, this notebook is awesome. Easy app, only smudges while the ink is still wet or you wet the page to clean. Haven't used it a ton yet. Also haven't found the right iPad Pro app for note-taking. My handwriting is bad enough without adding in an electronic canvas. There's also a microwavable version of the notebook that clears the entire book at once. I have Ooh. questions about what that means. Do I put it in the microwave? Is there a and reason? That's what it's, it sounds like you, you throw the thing in the microwave and zap it for a minute. And I guess, you know, it, it put that in where my Stouffer's mac and cheese and I can take some <laughs> notes while eating mac and cheese. Mm, this tastes like this tastes like business <laughs> notes. Yes, it does. It tastes like numbers and figures. I, I have the distinct taste of my Tuesday morning meeting in this. Mm, indubitably. <laughs> that was some good decisions making we did. So I appreciate the feedback uh, from both Megan and Jim. I, like Megan yes, was ahead you. of she was ahead of us on this. By months. Months. Yep. <laughs> Just months ahead. So I'm glad we got our perspective on it. Uh, and we have one final story today. Uh, Brian, you put this into the show note. Think Geek wins April Fools once again. Um, yeah. So uh, every year, Think Geek puts some uh, some fake products on their website. And if you don't know what Think Geek is, it is a a, uh, a geeky store with like apparel and collectibles and Little fun tchotchkes for all your geeky needs, like Marvel and Star Wars and Doctor Who. Tchotchkes is spelled starting with a T, by the way. Oh, really? Oh, that's like, good like, to know. That's interesting. Yeah. I yeah. did not know that. And now I learned something. Um, anyway, um, every year April Fools, they put on some fake uh, products. And some of them are so cool that I wish they were real. <laughs> for example, you can get the Captain Marvel Universal pager if you so desire. That Nick Fury has in Avengers Infinity War. But what I really want is this Kirby robot vacuum. <laughs> because it's going to suck up the dirt just like Kirby sucks up things in, in everything else. It's a it's a bright pink Roomba with a Kirby on top with its mouth open sucking in all the dirt. Yeah, there's about six uh, fake products on here that now everybody wants to be real. I thought it was amusing. I don't know if you guys got a chance to look at this. Yeah, uh, the NBA Jam flame hoop yes so you indeed can be on fire (laughs) that's right you're right you would had you would had to have made three baskets prior you have to yeah that's how it works i like the motion controlled mimic package which kind of reminds me of the uh fantastic beasts and where to find them book but instead it's a fedex envelope Mm. yeah I'm, 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 I'd be down for that. That'd be pretty funny. That'd be a good gag gift to send to people. Or, you know, you just put it on people's doorsteps, knock, run away, and then have it attack them. Uh, so listen, since we're done talking about April Fool's, I actually want to acknowledge something. We just celebrated our fourth anniversary of recording this podcast. 
which was April 4th is when the three of us sat down and actually recorded it. And we actually talked about April Fool's and some of the things that we had seen online. Uh, and Wednesday, this Wednesday, April 10th, will be our four-year anniversary of releasing the show to you, the public. Huzzah! Uh, I, I, again, a big shout out. I, I said so on Instagram. Yes, oh, oh my God, Bane! <laughs> yes, oh, dude. I thought you. Bane. I didn't even have to. I didn't even I have to do it up. I knew he was going to take it and run. With I it. thought this bit died when we stopped doing the Captain Mel oh, ratio. CJ, this bit never dies. For we record every week for you, the people. What have you been up to, man? It's been a while. Why are you asking me about my personal life, CJ? <laughs> I, I'm just saying that. I've been worried about you. I thought this bit was over. I've been I, bringing I'm... Gotham to its knees. <laughs> been taking much longer than I thought, especially with that <laughs> terrible show on Fox. What about that new movie? What do you think about the new movie there, Bing? Fuck that new movie, CJ. <laughs> That's funny. That's what Brian said. It's, it's almost like, where it is Brian? It broken my spirit. <laughs> but not your body? No, not to my body. Bane, what do, what do you want to say to the fact that this bit has been semi alive for uh, four years? It hasn't been four years. It's been maybe three. <laughs> Get your fucking math when, right, CJ. Oh, thanks. When thanks did a lot, I Bane. break the bat? It was, it was probably three years ago. No. no. Well, I apologize for <laughs> okay. forgetting when you debuted and, and <laughs> can't remember the last time you were even on here. But okay, sure. I guess that's, I guess that's on me. <laughs> Oh yes, don't, CJ. Don't, don't do that. You should check yourself before you wreck yourself, CJ. That influence on everybody <laughs> in the world around you. Well, Bane, thanks for stopping by. I, I also I want to say this: a heartfelt thanks to to everyone who uh, came uh, on the show, uh, who's talked to us, who has followed us, supported us. Uh, a couple of people shared their stories on online. Uh, uh, Austin Winchester, we mentioned earlier, talked about how he found us on episode uh, twelve. Uh, listen, the best thing you could do, the best gift you could give us, because I know you didn't get us anything, is to share this episode with a friend, because sharing is the ultimate internet currency, and we thank you for your donation. No, fuck that. I want a truck. <laughs> I you want a Tonka truck. You want a Tonka truck? Tonka truck. Oh, okay. No, I yeah, want I mean, an actual truck. I mean, I'm, I'm four. <laughs> Play with Tonka truck when I'm four. So if you want to support the show for our anniversary, we want to get something back to you. So this month, uh, again, our spoiler cast is going to be for the movie Shazam. Uh, and we're also going to be doing a retro review of the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Uh, Shazam will be coming out next week. So please go join our Patreon and go get your hands on that sweet, sweet exclusive content. Love the sweet content. Mm. Sweet, sweet exclusive mm. content. Yeah, Josh Burns voice right now. <laughs> it's not. It has not been it that bad. No, no, you're 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 going dangerously into Sam Elliott territory. Calm, calm down. It's not. It really. I still got one good arm right. to hold you with, Alley girl. <laughs> it's on the same nose, just for beating. <laughs> so it's like Creed and Nickelback. <laughs> oh, uh. So thank you, listener, for listening to us, whether you've been listening to us for one month or four years. Thank you so much for making us your walk around your neighborhood or your drive to work. And we will be here like we always do next week. Well, welcome to the club because you are back on a nerd. And uh, I, when I initially heard about this project, I... <laughs> That's 100% Stainer. What is are you all right? Were you summoning some cattle? I bit, <laughs> I bit my tongue. That? <laughs> that was violent. Your... <laughs> was that wait? Was that serious? Uh, was that a real sneeze? That wasn't a cowboy sound effect that went awry. That was a sneeze. Good God! It was I like a even... like a yippy. 
<laughs> was. I went, <laughs> right. Was Brian's like, wearing a cowboy hat. Listen, you can't see it. Brian's actually wearing a cowboy hat a, tonight. And it's he's like a Mario somebody. sound. Yeah, he's actually in the middle of a barn <sighs> surrounding him with some cattle. He was just raining them in. <sighs> If you're hungry, Brian, just Lord. ring the dinner bell over there, okay? I legit bit my tongue here, fuckers. Thanks for the uh, <laughs> concern. Jesus. Bit my tongue. I got a wallet. I'm going to drive a car. <laughs> I am debating whether or not I can go see this movie with my fiance. What, Endgame? Yes. Why? Why? Well, I don't because. This would be a question. Because I'm going to cry. Who cares? I, it's not about the fact that I'm going to be embarrassed. I don't want to cry more than what I'll cry on our wedding day and have that hanging <laughs> over me for our entire marriage. You cried more when Tony Stark. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I didn't cry on my wedding. Oh, no, I did. Never mind. I mean, when she walked down the aisle. That was I, like, I, yeah, when she walked down the aisle. Right. Yeah. When you first see um, your when you first see your future yep. wife to be, that's the yep. only time you really. And, cry. Yeah. And you realize and yeah. And you realize that that, uh, you know, the first part of your life has just ended. Right. And you're starting something new. That's where you you know you're like, holy shit. Uh, anyway, uh, she's lovely, isn't she lovely? Sorry. She hasn't uh, you know been around for thirty years, and oh wow, these guys have. So <laughs> when they look when they die, and in, even if we just take it from Iron Man came out what oh six oh eight oh eight oh eight yeah. okay. So I mean, at the very least. Robert Downey Jr. has been around eleven years. That's, <laughs> I mean, you know, you're losing, you're losing a, a part of something. That's just, gonna sting. I just want you to know, Brian, that uh, if I if I know this correctly, Josh is in your your wedding party, so this is maybe the toast he gives. <laughs> just want to know, he oh, will, he may have cried. Yeah, he may have cried at 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 <coughs> at Endgame. What are you gonna do? I remember I when Brian first met Black Panther. <laughs> His eyes lit up I mean, like the Fourth I mean, of July. I mean, Cassandra. <laughs> Wakanda forever. <laughs> That's right. Not just drop just, the mic. Just leave. I'm All not right. the best man. I don't have to make any toast. It's good news. <laughs> All righty. Well, I don't know what that was, but it is. I called you Yahoo. So Yahoo. Oh my God. Why are you wielding a knife? Hey, what is know. going on over I there? I found it in my drawer. Why are you brandishing a weapon? Yeah. It's, it's one of those. It's one of those. You put it Fucking in your wallet. Fucking MySpace, huh? Huh? Get out of here. Wallet, Foldy knives. All right. You probably don't need a Foldy knife. Yeah, I don't think you're. Yeah, yeah, I, I, wouldn't, drawer, I wouldn't trust you with like a, a paring knife. What about a paring knife? Yeah, don't worry about it. So I have been using it all week and I highly, highly enjoy it. What? So what, what? What? Tell me why. Tell me why. Ain't 